0: Welcome back to the Adult Study Guide podcast from Bogard Press. We're glad you've joined us as we look at the winner of 2021-2022 Adult Study Guide, The Gospel of Grace. As Brother Mark Clements walks us through the Book of Romans, we will see a beautiful picture of God's love for all people and His desire for them to know Him as Lord and Savior. Each week, Brother Mark will walk us through this story as we look at God's grace for us and others. Take it away, Brother Mark.
1: Today's lesson is the Gospel of Grace and Security from Romans 8, 14 through 39. Seeking the Context While we were serving overseas, I had a medical experience that caused me much alarm. I woke up one Saturday with aches, fatigue, and a fever. The next day, I felt a noticeable bump on the side of my face and the symptoms began to worsen. At the time, not only was I completely ignorant of what I could possibly have, I also had to wait two days to see a doctor. Of course, after the doctor saw me, he quickly determined I had a mild case of the mumps and sent me home without alarm. Obviously, I was relieved when he released me, but those few days were extremely distressing before I knew how things would turn out. I tried to think of all the possible illnesses I could have, and none of them turned out well in my imagination. Life on earth as a Christian can be a similar experience. When you consider the hardship and pain we face, coupled with our ignorance of how everything will happen, life can be distressing. Paul wrote about the suffering he faced as a child of God, but summarized that it could not be compared to the glory that God will reveal in his children. Romans eight eighteen. What caused Paul to have such confidence? After all, suffering is a universal experience that does not historically turn out well for followers of Christ. And it is not only humans who suffer. Paul wrote that the entire creation is groaning in pain like a mother ready to give birth, longing to be set free from forced futility by the sin of Adam, verses 19-23. Even Christians experience an inward groaning of discomfort, knowing that things in this world are not as they should be, verse 23. So, not only is the earth rocking from the effects of sin that are seen in the potential of cataclysmic natural disasters and general decay of productivity, but we also see the effects of sin in general human suffering through disease and wicked acts of mankind. For Christians, it can be even worse as God's enemies attack him by seeking to cause harm to his children through persecution. In addition to the pain of the common human experience in a fallen world, we also must come to terms with our own ignorance about exactly how the future will unfold. Since nobody can see the future, there is general uncertainty moving forward, which demonstrates the Christian's desperate need for hope in Christ. Verses 24-25 through 25. The painful experience of suffering, combined with the unknowable future, can bring even a believer to his knees with concern. But like a sick person who goes to the doctor to find answers in medicine, we are not without hopeful confidence as we live out the rest of our days on this groaning planet. Today's text brings hope to the hopeless, confidence to the fearful, and assurance to the doubting. With doubts and fears about the pain they might suffer and not knowing how long it would last, believers have historically found strong comfort in the verses of this text. While we may lack assurance from time to time as our faith is attacked, God's Word reminds us exactly where our salvation comes from and in whom our confidence should rest. Find comfort in these words today. Why is it so important to have assurance of your salvation? Searching the text. Number one, God works on behalf of his children. Romans eight twenty-eight through 30. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to become conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Summertime in Texas can be brutal. Without thinking too deeply about it, I once registered to race a marathon in September, which meant the bulk of my training would take place through the entire Texas summer. I regretted my decision often, but I knew that if I could survive training through Texas heat and humidity, it would pay great dividends when it came to race day. If I could persist through the training, the pain would be worth it. For Christians, pain is temporary and is actually used by God to help us finish our course. Paul wrote to first-century Christians who would soon suffer under a brutally vicious emperor, assuring them that the temporary pain of suffering in this life would pay great dividends in the future. His words were not merely hopeful quips or self-help confidence boosters, but they were based on the reality that God is sovereign and would make sure everything they endured would turn out for their ultimate good. The promise of Romans 8.28 should be memorized by every child of God and be recited often. This truth is something every Christian should know, which means we should all have complete confidence in understanding. Paul did not state that God only controls some things. Many people, including Christians, mistakenly think that there are things in this universe that are outside of God's control. When Paul wrote that God works all things together for good, Paul, of necessity, places everything within God's sovereign power. There is nothing that catches God by surprise. Everything is within his control, and because he is a God of love, he forces all things to benefit his children according to his good purposes for them. The reader might be inclined to protest at this point, since he has most likely experienced some difficulties. If God is in control of all things and is able to work them for my good, why do I still encounter painful circumstances? The simple answer to that question is that God's definition of what is good for me might not be what I think is good for me. God is working for our eternal good, not our temporary comfort. Paul explained it further by reminding the reader of God's omniscience and omnipotence when it comes to our journey of salvation. God knew his children before they were ever born. He knew you intimately, and more importantly, he knew you would hear the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ. All the actions of God in verses 29 and 30 are written in the past tense, which means your destiny to be like Christ, your calling to salvation, your justification and glorification in heaven are all as good as accomplished from God's point of view. God knew the beginning, and He knows the end of your story. He can see you standing before Him in glory, singing His praises, which means nothing that happens to you in this life will change how He writes the rest of your story. He can work every pain, every trial, every tear, every moment of doubt or dread skillfully together to prepare you for eternity with Him. Every story of a child of God who has been rescued by Jesus has a happy ending, no matter how painful the journey might be. How is your faith strengthened, knowing that nothing can thwart God's plan for your life? Number 2. God stands in defense of His children. Romans 8:31 through 34 What shall we say then to these things, if God be for us? Have you ever been accused of doing something wrong that you did not do? When this happens, we are typically quick to defend ourselves because we do not want people to think less of us. It becomes even more complicated when someone brings up a past offense for which we have been forgiven. Just when you think the wound is healed, someone brings up the past and causes pain all over again. This can cause damage to a child of God and potentially stir up doubts concerning your faith. Did God really forgive you? Not only did God really forgive you in Christ, but he also stands by his declaration in your defense. Paul asked a question to which the answer was obvious. If God is for us, no one can be against us. This means that God's determination and opinion of a person are the only ones that matter in the end. He demonstrated His willingness to defend us by sending His own Son to pay for our sins, and He is the only one who can declare us righteous. And since the Creator of the universe has justified us, no other charges brought against us will stick. This passage sends a powerful reminder to those who doubt their salvation because they are always reminded of their sins and the accompanying guilt and shame. When you repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you accepted God's demonstration of love for you, and He forgave you. God justified you. Not only that, but Jesus Christ stands at God's right hand as your mediator. God's own Son argues your case on your behalf, having shed His own blood for you. There might be consequences to pay for your behavior, but the blood of Jesus Christ is enough to forgive every sin. You might feel the shame of sin and stand accused by others, but God's opinion of you is the only one that matters. Others might not defend you, but God knows the truth, and He stands up for you. He proved His love for you at Calvary. Consider His opinion of you first. How can you guard yourself against doubt that comes when others condemn you? Number three, God loves to triumph for His children. Romans eight thirty-five through 39 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's people have always held a special place in His sight compared to the rest of the nation's. Israel was God's chosen nation and benefited from God driving out their enemies from the land of Canaan. He supernaturally provided their needs and encouraged them with His loving presence. So when Israel faced turbulent times, they lamented and grieved, even questioning why God would allow them to suffer. The sons of Korah described this tumultuous journey in Psalm 44, begging God to intervene once more, since the people saw themselves as sheep to be slaughtered, Psalm 44.22. When a believer faces extremely distressing circumstances, he can be tempted to doubt God's love for him. Paul wrote this passage from his own experience. He had personally endured distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-three 28 Undoubtedly, Paul himself had wrestled with whether God truly loved him or not, considering all the painful experiences he faced. Paul's answer to the question as to what could separate a Christian from the love of Christ was, once again, determined by God's sovereignty over everything. Paul did not state that the believer would somehow barely escape this life into eternity, but he wrote that through Jesus Christ, believers will overwhelmingly conquer in every challenge life might throw at them. This can happen because God's love triumphs in the lives of his children, and through the indwelling Holy Spirit, his loving presence will never leave them. To make sure he left no doubt in the reader's mind, God inspired Paul to list many obstacles believers would face that could cause them to doubt God's love for them. Neither life nor death, nor circumstance today nor in the future, no power seen or unseen, no distance high or low, or nothing created by God, whether seen or unseen, can remove God's triumphant love from his children. God's love, demonstrated in Jesus Christ and expressed through the indwelling Holy Spirit, causes His children to overwhelmingly conquer everything that might threaten defeat. For the children of God, this means there is nothing to fear. Your God has fought for you, and He wins every battle. You might face many forms of distress or persecution, but they do not occur because God's love is absent. Instead, when you face turbulent times, remember, they are brought under God's subjection so He may orchestrate your ultimate triumph over them in Christ. Not even physical death can prevent God's children from prevailing in Christ. Never doubt God's triumphant love for you. How do you thrive in the love of Christ moment by moment? Setting the Application While there may be many circumstances that cause Christians to doubt their salvation, God's Word reminds us that our salvation is firmly in the hands of God. Nowhere does God's Word teach Christians that life on this earth will be without turmoil. On the contrary, as Paul noted, life as a child of God is replete with persecutions and pains of every kind. These negative experiences, however, do not diminish God's ability to bring victory. On the contrary, it is through painful circumstances that God's loving triumph can be most clearly seen. As you face life's challenges and seek to obey God through them, remember Paul's words for believers. God works on your behalf, orchestrating everything for your ultimate eternal good, Romans 8.28. God is the one who declared you righteous at your repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, and He stands by His decision. Others may accuse you, but God defends you, and Jesus intercedes for you, Romans eight thirty four. Nothing you face in this life will be powerful enough to remove God's loving presence from you. Because of Christ's love for you, He will cause you to overcome anything that might cause you to fear defeat, Romans eight thirty seven. When your faith is weakened because of circumstances, hold fast to the promises in this text. Your salvation is not guaranteed because of your ability to feel worthy. Your salvation is firmly held in God's hands. And no circumstance in this earthly life will cause that to change. God's plans for your life will not be thwarted. His decision to save you will not be reversed. And He will always love you does assurance of your salvation impact your obedience to God?
0: Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible daily devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.